Hi, this is James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk and this is podcast number 17. Today I have with me John Sologi from the new social bookmarking website, Glinkster. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks, James. So first of all, maybe you could explain what social bookmarking is. Well, social bookmarking is, uh, is kind of a new phenomenon in so-called Web 2.0 applications. But basically, in essence, what it is, is it allows you to put your bookmarks online, which is not really anything new. But I, the uh, the real novel aspect of it is the ability to share those bookmarks and to discover other bookmarks by looking into uh, your social network, basically. So if you built a built a network of people online that you know your so-called social graph you're connected to, you can look within their... Uh, bookmarks and find resources that you know you guys can um, kind of have mutual uh, uh, attraction to. So you can also discover new people uh, doing that. You can discover uh, based on common interest. If you do a search for something and you see that you're both interested in the same kind of topics, you can uh, get a hold of that person and you've made a new connection. And uh, you can find a lot of different topics and uh, resources out there that you may not have known existed. And uh, I think that probably the, the company that does this the best right now, I would say, is uh, Delicious. That I think Yahoo just bought them. I think it was last year. They really brought it to the... Well, I, I, you know, I, I guess it was the mainstream, but I mean, it's still, you know, it's still pretty much a, it's still kind of a fringe uh, service. Mostly a technical crowd uses it, but still, I, I think that um, they have really done a fantastic job with it. They really got to the to the core of of what it is that people want in a social bookmarking site, and that you know, the social bookmarking kind of extends into uh, social news, which is something that Dig does very well. That's a really popular site. What that is basically is not so much um, a social bookmarking experience rather than posting news and information that you might find interesting and allowing people to just vote on the, the relevancy of it or the quality of it. And then the front page of the site will basically be determined by uh, you know, whatever algorithm they're using. But you know, it, in essence, the number of votes that a link receives and it's ranked that way. Um, and so what we've tried to do is is try to take what I thought were the best parts of both of those um, services and and port them over to a vertical market and I thought that gaming would be the perfect market for that to start and to see if this kind of service could sustain itself in a niche area and so far it's it's been fairly successful uh, we're still a very new site but we are really excited about uh, the growth opportunities here. We're really excited about the reaction that we've gotten both from users and from uh, publishers. Not game publishers. Well, yeah, game publishers too. But when I say publishers, I mean mostly uh, people who publish er- good original content like yourself. And we work with them to uh, put the, the link this button on their site. And what that does is it allows them to have their users participate with the Glinkster and it allows them to get new traffic, new visitors from our site. And so it's uh, definitely a win-win. So what is vertical market? Should we be well, more vert- if we have a phobia of heights? 
Yes, you should actually. No, <laughs> no, don't be worried about. Don't be worried about a vertical market. Basically, basically a site like Digger Delicious. I, I, I would just consider them a, a general, you know, a, kind of like a horizontal market service, which is they, they cater to almost every topic out there. So if you go to if you go to Dig or Delicious or some or Reddit or any of the other new any of the other uh, popular social bookmarking social news sites, you'll see topics ranging from gaming to you know stem cell theory to politics to to, to pretty much everything. So I think that that's great. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. So what we're trying to do at Glengster is not replace these other sites. We're trying to provide. Uh, a deeper experience for the gamer. So we only focus on gaming. It's a, it's the vertical market. There's plenty of, of resources to to share with just within gaming. There's videos. There's walkthroughs. There's reviews. There's uh, there's so many uh, resources just with gaming that there's no absence of content out there. So it's my theory that this can really work in the in the gaming market. I think there are a few other markets this could work in, but I think gaming is really the sweet spot. I think I think gamers are very Incredibly, they're incredibly savvy when it comes to online applications and, and new services. They're willing to try new things just to just to test it out. And uh, so far, we, we've had a really uh, great response to Glingster. There are definitely still some bugs that need to be worked out, but um, I think that this could really be something pretty big. So really, is it as it being a gaming social bookmarking website, you're bringing in not just the technology people who are probably already into people like Dig and Delicious, but you're also mm-hmm. bringing in the entertainment side? I definitely think that our users are mostly your run-of-the-mill gamers. They speak only to the gaming topics. They're very passionate about, about gaming, which I love. You know, you can see that in the comments, and you can see that just in the choice of of links that you'll find on the front page. They're very thoughtful. You know, we work with webmasters, and they post their own links sometimes, but they're they're very high quality links because our algorithm determines that. You know, basically the users control what goes on the front page, and it really is a sort of like a mass editorial system where the the actual where the users are actually in control of what appears on the front page. And so, you know, gamers themselves determine what's great and, and what's not. You know, what's relevant and what isn't, and that works. You know, there's definitely some pitfalls you have to watch out for, but you know, if, if you're if you're watching out for them, then uh, there should be no there should be no problem. So when did Glinkster launch, and how long has it been in development? Yeah, it's been in development for for a little while, mostly just in the idea phase because um, because the the social the social web the social media type stuff is really I think and it's just I mean it, it's an hour zero of day one. It's really in its, in its infancy, and there's a lot of changing going on almost on a monthly basis, and. Today's leaders are tomorrow's followers. I mean, look at Friendster. Friendster was the hottest thing ever, you know, just a couple of years ago, and now it's barely even an afterthought. MySpace came in and just destroyed them. And uh, now it looks like MySpace is starting to fall to Facebook, if not already. And so you can kind of see how fast these these transitions are, and, and the, the changes are very, very subtle. The changes are extremely subtle. A lot of people couldn't really see how... MySpace took over from uh, Friendster, but it was, there were just some very subtle decisions that they made that were very popular with the users, and that's that's all that it really took was make the users happy, listen to them, find out what they want, be very 
smart when you look at your analytics and you look at your uh, your statistics and and you know come up with different user case scenarios and and try to always be in the user's shoes and always be ready to adapt. I know that's not answering directly your question, but it kind of goes into where we we came from with this, which was a lot of testing and a lot of experimenting and uh, research. And um, we officially launched, I would say, probably uh, a few months ago. And um, we're still pretty much in beta. There's, there's still some algorithm bugs to work out. There's some technology bugs to work out. I'm not 100% positive this is the way the layout's going to look. Uh, the design is kind of I wanted I didn't want to come out and smack someone in the head as soon as they got to the site and say hey this is a gaming site you know so the design is kind of intentionally left a little uh, generic you know it's an experiment I thought I thought making it more of sort of just like a web 2.0 type look would would be appealing to a lot of people and maybe it's not so you know but you know design is uh, is easy to change but um, you have to be very careful you have to be very careful with your decisions there so we're working that out, working out some of the technology bugs, and most importantly, we are just really paying attention, close attention to the users, how they use it. We're paying close attention to our content providers, uh, talking with them every day, making sure you know we're providing what they need, and you know trying to build traffic, trying to build uh, to build community, and that's really where step two is going to be have a lot of focus on, which is the community building. So, who is behind Linkster? Who are the people involved? Glinkster is uh, sort of a sister site of a company called Catchplay, and uh, if you go to catchplay.com, it's uh, it's all in Chinese, so <laughs> you won't be able to you won't be able to read too much of it. But Catchplay is basically a digital distribution company. Right now, we're f- they're focusing on um, uh, movies, so you can digitally download movies, top tier movies. Uh, this is in Taiwan, though we don't we don't have the licensing to do that here. And then we will eventually be moving out of Taiwan to here and, and working on games and uh, and pretty much every other kind of digital content. But Glinkster is an independent team. We, uh, we're in San Jose. We have about four or five people here in the office, and then we have a team in Taiwan of developers and Q&A and things like that. So we have probably about total about 10 to 15 people, um, if you want to count some of the part-timers who come in and do some of the admin work. But uh it's a, uh, it's, it, you know, we're still, we're very much startup. Uh, we're very much uh, international. We really work well that way. We're a young team, and uh, they're very, very excited and uh, very uh, eager to learn and try new things, which is extremely important in, in 2007, leading in 2008. You really have to be ready to change your strategy at a moment's notice if, if you feel. Uh, that's necessary. So we are uh, self-funded. We are um, doing uh, doing pretty well. You know, we're, we're, we don't we, we don't have any advertising on the site right now. And if it were if it were up to me, we would never have advertising. So as far as the monetization of it goes, I have you know we haven't decided yet. There, there, we have a lot of options on the table, but I most importantly, I just don't want to screw up the user experience. It's, uh, it's, uh, that's critical. If you do that, you've lost it. You might as well not even have a site. It sounds like it's going to be a very stressful process, even if you get it, to compete with other similar type of websites. But what are you going to get out of it? You've obviously mentioned the monetary, that you might not be going down the advertisement side, but uh, what, what's going to reimburse you for all this effort? For me, from a personal perspective, um, the money is really secondary. Um, I, I've always just been very attracted to starting new things, trying new projects and, um, 
you know, start, starting from the starting things from the ground up and, and seeing if I can make them work. And and I and when I say I, I just meant that you know it, I'm talking about myself. But uh, the team is is just extraordinary that we have working on this, and they're very smart. And it's just a, it's a labor of love. I mean, it really is. We it's just a lot of fun to to try new things and to see other people use them online. And to you know to to see successes to see that wow you know we're providing something that they are enjoying using and that's that's to me that's just really cool. Obviously, I would like to make this a, a, a large scale service. I'd like to you know grow and I'd like to be able to provide a lot more things. So that's probably going to come with strategic partners and. Uh, maybe perhaps integrating with other larger services, partnering with other large content providers and game publishers, and balance that obviously with, uh, again, to keep repeating myself, but to not screw up the user experience. You know, you don't want to get into a to a thing where you you have a partnership with a big content provider and they're kind of pushing you to bump their stories up on the front page, which I know happens in the industry. And, uh, we are not going to do that. No way. You know? Um, so there's, there's a, you know, there's a fine balance, but, but my, my theory and and it's been proven time and time again by, you know, by very successful companies is that if you do give the people what they want, you will build a successful site. And at that point, then you can decide how you want to monetize it and what you want to do with it. Um, if you really keep your integrity and you don't try to sell out as fast as you can, there is really no limit to what, what can be done. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not just, I mean, I'm not naive. I know that's a huge risk, but I feel, I feel that it has to be done right. I think that's the way to do it. You know, grow slow and steady at the beginning, which, uh, you know, we're definitely growing, but it's, but it's slower than other sites. You know, their traffic isn't a huge barn burner right now, but it's growing. And that's something that, I'm very happy about. Um, our registered users are growing. Our participation is growing. We're testing out. We do a lot of analytics. We test out the productivity of different traffic sources and um, you know, make sure that we're keeping them happy. And uh, so I, I, I'm not sure I answered your question, but, <laughs> but you know, it's more of a, I mean, it really is. I don't want to sound like too much of an idealist, but it really is just fun. I mean, it, it just really is. I mean, I know you're a, a webmaster and a, and a journalist. I know that you probably really love what you do. You know, it's, it's more of, more of that than it is, uh, trying to get rich, you know, in Silicon Valley, it's, that's a kind of a rare thing. There's a lot of very money driven people around here, but <clears throat> money's good. I mean, no, 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 you know, no, no problem there, but that's not the first priority for us. Have you got to cat? Oh, Hank. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking every morning. He's, he's just, he's got a lot to say. I don't know why. He's probably saying, "Rub my tummy, or feed me, or well, give yeah, me a drink, exactly. or something." Yeah, yeah. Give he's me your loving attention. Give me your undivided attention, because I'm in the room now. Exactly. <laughs> Never mind, Glimster. <laughs> yeah, me right. Attention. Exactly. <laughs> Who are you talking to? That's enough now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hank. So, what do you think the benefits, if you are a gamer, that Glimster will provide to the actual user? Well, we. We're gamers, and you know, in house, and we get we use a Glingster ourselves just personally, and our you know, and we have our friends use it just to see if if it is useful, and it has been extremely useful. There's there's a lot of resources out there that are spread out all over the web, and what Glingster does is, I guess, acts like kind of a filter and uh, and a ranking system for finding 
the that content and ranking it in terms of relevancy and um, and and uh, quality and the, the users do that themselves we don't we don't have to do that nor do we want to do that that's not what social bookmarking and social news is all about so for for very passionate gamers not even really passionate gamers anyone who likes to just play video games there's there's stuff on there that will be satisfying for any level of gamer out there and we have stuff about casual games we have uh, you know links to cool flash games as, as well as walkthroughs of uh, the latest next generation platform games it's just a uh, it, it's it's a fantastic resource for anyone who who enjoys video games on any platform uh, we have next generation console pc games you know retro games um emulation games pretty much the whole spectrum and you can see that the uh the the breadth of the information is just is just huge just focusing on gaming itself, which is going back to the vertical market question, well, is there enough information just about gaming to sustain a, a social news site? And emphatically, yes, absolutely. There's, there's, there's too much, it's still too much information out there. There's so many sites and, and there's so much awesome content out there that, especially with the growth of like YouTube and, and all these other cool sites that, it's really you can get easily overwhelmed if you're not incredibly savvy or willing to check, you know, a hundred sites a day or you know your RSS reader to to go through every single feed. Where Glingster, you know, kind of just brings uh, brings the, the the best up to the top, and that's the theory at least. And uh, the more people we get to use it, the better the better we'll be able to do that. Now you've already mentioned you're a gamer yourself, but of course this is mm. when I now probe you and find out what you Uh-oh. own. I own a Nintendo Wii. I I think that uh, I I love the Xbox. My friend has an Xbox, and I go over there, and I I've played Gears of War, and I've played uh, you know some of the other games he has, and it's a fantastic, fantastic system. I've, I'm not familiar with the Sony PlayStation. Uh, I've heard it, I've heard amazing things. Um, if Clayton's listening to this, he's a guy in our office. He is a rabid Sony PlayStation fan, and uh, I am the Nintendo Wii guy in the office. And so we kind of just, you know, but we both we both like we like both platforms. For me, I unfortunately don't have as much time to to, uh, to play games as I would like to. I used to play a lot more, but you know, with Glingster, with Catch Play, with all this stuff going on, I've really just been focusing on this a lot. Um, ironically enough, you know, I'm working on Glingster and it kind of reduces the amount of games I can play, but I'm also a big fan of, of PC games. I really like, I like playing games on the PC. I like the, uh, um, keyboard control of first person shooters. I'm a huge fan of like slower map based games like Total War, uh, Medieval, Medieval 2 Total War is awesome, by the way. And, uh, so I like the more strategic type games, but I am, uh, I mean, I was raised on video games. It was, I don't know, maybe like 82 or 83, I remember they opened up an arcade just down the block from my house, and I didn't quite know what it was, but I knew that I should probably go in and look at that. I was really pretty young, and I went in there, and I was like, oh, my God, this, this, is, this is where I want to be. This is, <laughs> this is, this was incredible. I was like, give me as many quarters as, as you can, please. And, um, and from there, you know, we got the, uh, later on, we got the uh, first, first generation Atari, and uh, I played that like a maniac. I loved that. It was just absolutely incredible. I think we actually I think we actually even had a Pong game when I when I was really, really young. You know, that's going way, way back. But uh, was it in black and white or color? Black and white, absolutely. Oh, the, the two little paths. <laughs> yeah. Way back. But I I just remember being amazed that 
I mean, you know, I was so young and I didn't quite get it. And I was like, wow, I'm kind of watching television, but <laughs> I'm interacting with it and I'm determining what's being, what's happening on the TV. And I thought that was just really, really cool. And just from then, from that point on, it was, I just, I just loved it. And so from that to Atari and then onto my cousin heading television, that was, that was incredible. And, uh, and the games just started getting better and better. And then, uh, my father bought me a Commodore 64 computer yeah, about mid eighties, maybe like 84 or so. He wanted me to learn computer programming. I'm, I'm not sure how he knew that was going to be so important, but he did. And so he said, I want you to learn computer programming. Well, I was not interested in that at all. I got the Commodore and the first thing I did was played games pretty much, you know, on, on the computer all the time. Then, uh, yeah, then I just bought it. I had the Nintendo, I had the Sega Genesis and, Today, I, I just I really enjoy the Wii. I think it's a really innovative design. It's a it's an extremely creative way to design a platform. The controller, I first when I first heard first of all when I first heard the name, I was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. No one's going to no one's even going to want to say Wii, you know, let alone even know how to pronounce it. But then when I saw the the controller, I was like, oh, what is this? You know, a, a, a uh, what is this like a, a wand or something you know i was like oh this is this it's just too it's too different and uh and now here i am you know <laughs> i love it it's just it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic platform i'm really looking forward to some of the stuff they're going to do next year i you know I'm, I'm not one of these uh crazy nintendo fanboys but I, I do respect the company a lot i think that they really know what they're doing they cater to a different type of gamer one that's not as interested in the very high tech graphics, you know, with a billion polygons or whatever, and you know the the three thousand dollar ATI video card is it's uh it's it's just a it's just a fun it's a fun game. Um, all of their games are, and uh, it's just uh, it's it's great. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting Super Mario Galaxy, and uh, that's probably going to take up too much of my time when I get it. But uh, that's the next target, yeah. So if Glinkster slows down in the speed of evolving, we know you. Oh, don't Mario. say such things! <laughs> don't say such thing. No, no. I, I again, you know, I when I'm not working on Glinkster, I'm still working on Glinkster. I'm, I'm online and I'm reading RSS feeds. I'm, I'm just, I'm immersed in it, and it's not even, you know, it's, it's earlier you said it seems stressful, but it's, it's so not. It is so much fun. I, I just love, I love the whole idea of having you know, a website and having, you know, and, and actually turning something that's cool and fun into a, a business and having it be sustainable. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just great. I just, I love, I just love where the internet's going. I really do. I, I think that hopefully the United States doesn't mess it all up with these crazy net neutrality laws and, and things like that. I, that's, that's a huge risk to it. Very, very much want, want to see it remain neutral but I'm not going to get into that too much. Uh, that's a podcast in its own. <laughs> that's a whole, whole nother thing. Exactly. But, uh, you know, hopefully the, hopefully the, the, the good guys will win out there. And, uh, I, I just think it's a blast. I really do. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of hours, but in the end, it's just, uh, I'm, you know, I could be out digging ditches. <laughs> it's not, it's not that, it's not that hard of a job. I've definitely had harder jobs. So let's say I've just registered on a new website. I found a website that has a Glink button, but how do mm -hmm. I post it? Well, if you're if you're registered and you're and you're logged in, um, just like you would on Dig, you would be. Uh, oh, I don't know. Let's say you're on JamesWoodcock.co.uk, and you see a fantastic, well-written article 
uh, about a really great game title. And you say, wow, I'd like to share this with the world. And so at the bottom of that article, you should see a G, which is Glinkthis. You click on that, and it, that should hopefully <laughs> automatically uh, post the story to the database. It will enter the URL. It'll enter the title. Then you can add a little bit of a summary of what the link is, you know, as long as you want it to be. And, uh, Put some tags on it, which uh, tags, uh, if your listeners aren't familiar with uh, with the tagging concept, uh, um, tags are basically just, you know, keywords that you want, that you use to uh, organize your uh, your, uh, links and bookmarks and things like that. And uh, that's really about it. And then you can, you know, post a picture, you can put it in your own, you can save it to your bookmarks and, um, and then that's it. And then other people, other Glankster users will see it. And if it's super awesome, they'll vote on it. If enough people vote on it, it goes right to the front page. You don't have to wait at all. And uh, the, the transition is usually pretty fast for really, really great articles. And, um, We've seen uh, a lot of people, you know, enjoy doing that. It's always a challenge to to kind of convert people who are just visiting Glingster into registered active users. It's always going to be a challenge, and I think, I'm, you know, don't don't put hold me to this too strictly. Um, and we haven't, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think though that Diggs said that uh, something like f- only like five percent of their of their traffic converts into active uh, productive users. Productive is just a term I use. I, I don't know if that's the real term, but so you know, we have to just expect that a lot of them are just going to look at the story, go to the source of the story, and then we may have lost them. But that's cool because then that means our uh, publisher partner got a got a new visitor, and that's that's if we continue to do that, that's only going to make the site better because it's only going to w- want to make people work with us more. So there's really no lose. I mean, even if even if the traffic kind of bounces off of us and goes to one of our partner sites. No problem, you know. Absolutely, I mean, that—that's the whole point. So, it's a—it you know—it's—it's it's a great system. What about an article that was maybe written a couple of years back? Let's say, as an example, an article I wrote on Xbox Live Arcade and some of the problems it's got. But maybe absolutely. it's got some relevance today. So, could that still oh. make it to the front page if it's just suddenly it, been found by somebody? Absolutely, uh, you know, hundred percent. Yes. The the great thing about social news and social bookmarking is. While the news is usually pretty timely, it's about relevancy. It's not about chronology. You know what I mean? It's 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 about okay. This this article may have been written two or three years ago. However, it still could be extremely relevant today. You know, especially if you're talking about the problems of Xbox, the problems of Xbox Live. Um, hey, let's. What were we talking about two or three years ago? Let's compare it. You know, and say, hey, you know, two or three years ago, the Xbox had problems X Y Z. And they still have problems X Y Z. What's the deal, Microsoft? You know, and that's that's absolutely a, 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 tr- a terrific, uh, very relevant uh, topic. So again, the 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 algorithm was is still being tweaked, but it's designed to to bump up quality over uh, over both quantity and over um, chrono- you know, over the most recent news. So what we've also done is um, generate something we call a Glink score, which is the sort of it's sort of a quality index of the of the user's activity on the site, and what we do is we we assign points to to different actions on the site, and we put a lot more weight 
on – see if I can explain this in a very easy way. We put a lot more weight on actions that are done to links you've posted. So for instance, you see, you see a very great review on someone's website and you, and you post it to Glinkster. Now we may give you a couple points and add it to your Glink score. But if you know, 100 other users look at your site and vote and look at this, the, the link you posted, vote for it and make comments on it, we know that that is a very – high quality site, a high quality link because it generates a lot of activity. So we want to reward you for posting those kind of links. So those kind of those kind of actions really boost your score. So that what that does is that kind of, it, it helps to combat someone who just comes in and and posts a thousand links a day that may be total garbage. It it kind of uh it, it curbs their in artificially inflating their score by doing that. So, which we put a lot more weight on sort of third party type of, of actions as opposed to uh, just first person actions. So, what, what, the, what the Glink score then translates into roughly is uh, the weight of your vote on a story. So, if someone with a thousand Glink score votes on a story and someone with two Glink score votes on a story, the, the, the vote of the thousand person is going to be a lot is going to be a lot more important in terms of ranking the link on the front page. Now, obviously, those are not the only determining factors, um, and I don't want to go too far in the algorithm because you know you don't want people to figure to totally just figure out the the code, and and then all of a sudden your front page is you know full of promotional items. Um, but that you know that in a, in a very rough sketch, that is something that we've designed that I feel both rewards great behavior rewards uh, quality content helps to filter out some of the not so quality content that gets submitted that's more of a just like a promotional type spam type stuff so so the points attributed to the user help in identifying quality that is available on the website which they've posted on glinkster but will that ever convert to something maybe as an extra feature unlocks on the website or anything like that yeah. Well, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be having you know contests and uh, and rewarding users in different ways, where it's not just a a flat rank. You know, we'll reward users who have increased their score by you know x amount by x amount of time, something like that. We're going to come up with some some different some different things like that. We've you know we've already uh, got some deals with some game publishers to give away some free games and. Uh, you know, we have a lot of connections into the uh, the hardware industry. So, you know, we have connections with uh, game card developers for uh, prizes and things like that. So, we have some really cool things coming up. I want to get some of the the fundamental bugs worked out. But the Glink score definitely is going to be extended. You're absolutely right. It's it's going it's going to be part of hopefully you know it's going to be the heart of um, some of our more advanced uh, community features and hopefully we'll use that glink score as sort of a, uh, a participation uh, quality user index to uh, and and sort of like a reputation score like how uh, you know how eBay does it or some of the forums they do that with iTrader and things like that it's a uh, it's a it's, you know it's, it's it's a good way to measure the the quality of your users the quality of your site, basically, you know, if if you have users that are very act, that are actively producing great content, well, <laughs> producing, but you know, actively uh, sharing great content, um, then you know that you, you're doing something right, and and that's very very attractive to partners, very attractive to game publishers, and so they're going to want to work with you. 
but the only way to do that is to put the users first really you know and and give them what they want i can't stress that enough you this really has to be uh, a user driven site and there are definitely some risks to that um dig just faced that you know a few months back they had a they uh, they usually do a fantastic job of of uh, allowing you know the users to control what goes on the front page, but they had a they had a, an instance where someone posted the uh, was the encryption key to a, a DVD a DRM or something like that, and uh, that became uh, a fia- became a public relations nightmare for them because they they deleted the story, and then people just went buck wild. I mean, they just they <laughs> the users rebelled and they started posting it in every single story and then it just became a, this meme that went across the entire internet. And uh, well, I don't know if it was so much a nightmare because they got a lot of coverage about it, but it shows you that, you know, it's definitely a uh, it's a slippery slope sometimes. If you let the users take control, you have to kind of balance that out with like, you know, if someone someone started posting torrents on our site, illegal torrents um we're gonna probably gonna have to step in and say that's not cool you know we, we can't we're not gonna do that there are plenty of places to get torrents and and we're not going to be one of them so it's definitely a balance you know you, you have to uh you have to you have to really you have to really watch and but not be so heavy-handed you have to be very strategic about if you're going to step in and start editing content you better have a great reason and you better be very justified if not, the users are going to go elsewhere. Um, there's lots of lots of really cool sites out there, and uh, loyalty is uh, not very strong today on the internet, unless you're Google. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Google yet. Yeah. So, how do webmasters go about installing Glinkster onto their website? How easy is the process? Bearing in mind, not all of us are heavy into HTML coding and PHP, etc. Yeah. That that's that that has we we we've seen that that has been more of a challenge than we anticipated, and. Uh, not, not not in a bad way. It's just that I th- I thought we could do it a little bit more plug and play, and what we're finding is some of the, there's there's so many different configurations and so many different content management systems, and uh, you know a lot of people are using hosted services like WordPress or Blogspot, and um, I would like to just make it more streamlined. So it's probably going to take a little bit more customization and development. But right now, if you go to the the, the buttons and toolbars page on uh, on Glingster, we have about uh, I think like four or five variations of our of our button that you can put on your site. And you know, I, I hope to make it just cut and paste. Um, but I, I you know I do work with every single publisher that you know, that asks for help and we try to make sure we get it up and running. Um, 99% of the time we can get it working. Uh, we're, we're having some problems dealing with, uh, blogs hosted at words at uh, wordpress.com. I think that intentionally they make it kind of difficult to put third party, um, plugins and, and, and code on your site is it just as a security risk. And I, I can understand that. So we're probably going to, uh, have to, kind of develop some kind of plugin but we really haven't had that many users who are uh using uh, the wordpress hosted service other than that i mean we pretty much work with all different content management systems if you have no idea what you're doing you you, you know we you just ask myself or you can ask nicole or clayton whoever contacted you um and we will walk you through it you know we we really really want to f- build strong relationships with our content providers because that's the lifeblood it really is you know without content <laughs> we're not producing original content so you know we 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 rely totally 
on 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 publishers who are who are creating great content and what we in turn hope to do is give them new readers and and new uh new fans and it's a win-win that way so it looks like Glinkster, as long as everything goes well, and I'm sure it will, you sound very competent, John. But what oh, are your future you. plans? Is there anything you can Aha. give away or tease us with? To be Google, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, Is this a 10-year I, plan? Ten, well, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> it's already been 10 years. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so what what uh, what I want to do for uh, well, first you know, for step one is get the bugs out and to make the final determination on the interface. That's going to take a little while because users are giving us a lot of feedback, and we're going to um, be doing a fairly substantial feedback collection phase where we just see what people like, what they don't like, and, and try to make it make it to fit to their taste that's that's the next crucial thing we have a lot of i'm doing a lot of specs for version two and uh and then onward and the most important part of that is going to be in the uh, community building and social networking phase which is bringing our users together basically and providing ways for them to communicate with each other providing better communication tools better collaboration tools um right now dig has some things that you know you can do shout outs to different people and stuff but i i think that there's room to really just take it 50 50 steps further um we are a very technical oriented company so we have some really very talented programmers and we are thinking about probably you know developing some customized instant messenger software that can be integrated into other networks and we're you know we're in talks with other networks about how to collaborate and um and work together and possibly integrate some of our services and the the goal is to cooperate with as many people as we can i i really don't think that we need to compete with anyone out there right now and i know that's usually a, the the death knell of a company when they say that but it, it really isn't in this case i think that there are so many overlapping value points that we can provide with other people that it would just be beneficial to work with really almost anyone i mean we we can provide value and we're not really going to compete with unless you're doing exactly what we're doing and i don't see really too many people doing that there's a couple of sites out there that are doing it the market is so big and the the internet is so big that it really almost isn't a zero-sum game anymore and so we are still very much in a discovery phase when we're when we're talking to potential partners we're we're talking about ways we can collaborate trying to come up with new ideas trying to come up with novel ideas and so we really want to work with companies that are into that and not all companies are you know a lot of companies have a set business model they have a set strategy and they and to deviate from that is is really difficult and that's cool you know that's just that's their that's their thing so we want to find companies that are definitely more into trying new things experimenting and that's usually some of the smaller companies and uh but that's that's where real success comes from i think i think that um the ability to adapt and to uh, to take chances. It's it's hard to find people that really want to take chances um, because it's so hard to. Su- I mean, it really, is, it's hard to succeed. And so once you've made that success, uh, to to start taking chances is a very gutsy move. Um, 
So yeah, we're we're looking for that. Um, without going into too many specifics, we're definitely going to be focusing more on the collaborative aspect, building the communities, um, working with other networks, and um, most importantly, continuing to just listen to our users and to get feedback and to and to just give them what they want. Where did the name Glinkster come from? <laughs> Glink- Glinkster was. I, I ran out of time, <laughs> and uh, I had a list. I had a short list of about. I wasn't even short. Jeez, I had a, I had a long list of, of possible domain names, and you know we were doing this as a collaborative, uh, kind of like a committee type thing, and we had a lot of people involved. Not a lot of people. We had I don't know maybe five people involved, and um, we were we, you know we wanted something with with the word game in the URL, but there really is is nothing available out there the, the domain game is is just out of control these days and there's so many squatters out there so i thought okay well what are we we are a, a game linking site a game news resource linking site so i put game and link together and i got glengster and and the, the reason that that worked more than others was because i wanted a name that you could kind of use as a verb. I wanted, I wanted to be able to glink this like you have dig this so i thought glink is uh works and people remember it i mean even if they don't like it they, they still remember the name so that's good you know you really that, that's really important and uh so yeah i mean it, we I, I pitched it they said cool i said all right let's do it and that became it you know and uh and thankfully it was available <laughs> it was available yeah that was the most important thing it was uh two syllables it was available and <laughs> we, we, we just wanted to get started you know we were spending too much time with it and yeah, you know, some of some of the domains out there are so wacky that it, it almost really doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, no, it's it's working. You know, some people don't like it, but they always remember it. You know, and that's 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 key. Not Nintendo Wii. Absolutely, absolutely. Never forget that name. Never forget that. Absolutely. So, thank you very much for joining me today, John. It's been a pleasure. With it being a vertical thank- market, I guess the only way is up. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I've been waiting to say that right till the end. Absolutely. Well, you, right well, that was the real money shot of the interview right there. That, yeah, that really and on that, that note, better end it before I get any critique. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again, John. And uh, I wish you all the luck with Glinkster. And there is a Glinkster button on my website now. So if you like the podcast, make sure you glink it so other users can t- listen and take part. Thanks, James. It was my pleasure. <laughs>